0: The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world.
1: I'm Susan Rose.
2: Brian Masurowski outside looking at some clouds right now. 64 degrees in Buffalo.
1: Another landmark ruling by the Supreme Court yesterday effectively ending affirmative action. WBEN's Max Ferry is here with reaction.
2: The United States Supreme Court on Thursday made a landmark decision in regards to affirmative action in college admissions, declaring race cannot be a factor for admittance. The conservative judges declared affirmative action is in violation of the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment.
0: Basically what the Supreme Court said was if race in some way unique to the
2: student uh,
0: affected their life in such a way that it would contribute to the student mix, if you will, something, you know, important that happened as a result of race, which would be a positive for the schools, that that would be a proper consideration. And to me, you know, this is still pretty murky as to what they really will tolerate or accept.
2: Attorney Paul Cambria, how will this change admissions going forward? That's a hard question to answer
0: because the people who are making these decisions can emphasize other things other than race, but still achieve some kind of racial quotient or quantity because, I mean, you know, in the past they rely on race, but now they'll say, oh, well, it's, you know, this score that they got or this social situation that they were brought up into and how much they achieved given all those negatives. They can fix the goal and figure out some other category to
2: enhance to get there. SUNY Chancellor John King, Governor Kathy Hochul, and UB President Tripathi all issued statements on the matter. Those are available to you at WBEN.com. This is Max Ferry for WBEN.com News. All right, Max, thank you. Much more to come on that decision later on today, including complete analysis. We'll also hear what the Supreme Court has to say this morning about President Biden's student loan forgiveness plan.
0: President Biden's plan would cancel student loan debt for more than 40 million Americans at a cost of about $400 billion. Most borrowers would have $10,000 forgiven, but Pell Grant recipients could get up to $20,000 of debt canceled. Biden's plan has been put on ice for months after some states sued, saying the administration doesn't have the authority to do this without congressional approval. Borrowers have been able to stop making
1: payments on their federal loans, but they have to start paying up again in October. Lindsay Watts, ABC News, Washington. All right, we'll be watching for that this morning. Air quality is a concern again today and maybe for a while. The reality is this is going to be the new normal for New York. And until these wildfires are out of control, uh, under control, and we're doing our best to help them, we can expect that there'll be intervals Uh, episodes based on the wind shifts when the wind is coming down from the north we're going to see these trends and these plumes as we've seen from the midwest here. Governor Hochul saying a third fire crew from the state deployed yesterday to help fight those wildfires in Quebec.
2: All right uh, more on that with Brayton Wilson how it's uh, impacting summer camps. Coming up in about a half hour, two University of Buffalo athletes arraigned on animal cruelty charges. W.B.E.N.'s Tom Puckett has the latest.
3: Lake Hylai and Zachary Polarczyk are off the UB football team after Erie County D.A. John Flynn says the two beat a dog in an Amherst apartment two weeks ago. The uh, the allegation is that uh, one of the um, uh,
0: individuals, um, you know, kind of dragged a dog through the house and then picked up the dog at some point and then allegedly used some type of leather belt um, to uh, to hit the dog with.
3: Flynn says the players were not happy with something the dog did. The incident was filmed and posted on social media.
0: Once it got out there, someone saw it and someone made a complaint to the SPCA, and the SPC came out there um, uh, a day later. The, the, the actual incident occurred on the evening of the 13th, and the SPCA went out there on the following day, uh, June 14th, and they, uh, they took the dog uh, in, into their care.
3: Flynn says the UB football coach also saw the video summoned the entire team and told players that type of behavior was unacceptable. The two players have been dismissed from the squad. The dog is doing fine under SPCA care. More with Flynn online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News.
1: Tom, thank you. The Sabres finished out the draft yesterday, adding seven more picks. Among them, Clarence native Gavin McCarthy. Who the team picked in the third round
2: yeah it's definitely amazing um you know going home kind of uh back to my home rink and, and everything so uh yeah i'm just super excited kind of uh earn every opportunity i can get there so definitely i saw a lot of familiar faces down at the table um so that was obviously a great feeling kind of just going down there and seeing those guys um you know i've came up through the junior Sabers organization so Worked with the Academy of Hockey a lot. I know I've worked with uh, Matt Ellis a ton. Um, Worked with Tim Kennedy a ton. Uh, He was my 16-year coach. So obviously a ton of familiar faces. And, um, you know, I'm just super excited that that this is the organization
3: I'm going to.
1: All right. It's got to be the best feeling when you're picked by your home city team, you know. Free agency begins tomorrow. Sabres Development Camp begins on Sunday. I'm not sure how...
2: I'm not sure how many of the uh, new picks are in the development camp, or I would like to think that a couple at least yeah. are uh, taking part. It's such a quick turnaround. You wouldn't think right. that, you know, everyone has time to uh, get get their gear ready, uh, I guess. But very cool. Clarence Native coming to uh, the Sabres. Four professional football players suspended for gambling. Isaiah Rogers and Rashad Berry of the Indianapolis Colts as well as free agent Demetrius Taylor have been indefinitely suspended for allegedly betting on NFL games last season. Sources familiar with the matter tell our partners at ESPN that Rogers placed upward of 100 bets, including at least one on a game involving the Colts. Most of the wagers were small in the $25 to $50 range. A league source says an investigation by the NFL found no evidence of game manipulation. A fourth player, Nicholas Petit Frere of the Tennessee Titans, was suspended six games for betting on other sports while at the workplace. Mark Remillard, ABC News.
1: All right. Um, a close call for a pedal in the Atlantic. A
2: hammerhead shark caught on video circling in the water right behind Malia Tribble, its fin clearly visible.
0: I thought I may have hit seaweed. It happened a couple times. And then my husband happened to notice the fin.
2: Tribble and her husband paddling for charity from the Bahamas to Florida, both surviving unscathed. It's one of several encounters this week with sharks around the country.
0: It like bit me like three times.
2: 12-year-old Magnolia Woodhead from Philadelphia was in Cocoa Beach, Florida after a gymnastics competition when a shark bit down on her leg, leaving her with multiple puncture wounds. She needed 50 stitches.
1: Wow. Uh, this is definitely the summer of the shark.
2: Uh, right. For, for the 45th straight year. <laughs> but it seems like there's been
1: more, actually, more survivable encounters yeah. with sharks. Yeah, uh, we've
2: heard about a lot of them before summer even really begins, right? Uh, so I, I don't know if that means, or is now just like the peak time for that, but yeah. uh, yet another one. That was a scary encounter. And uh, the last ever Indiana Jones movie, or at least we're told that. Expected to top the box office this weekend I've seen things. Indiana Jones is off on his final adventure The latest and last Film in the franchise is finally in theaters this weekend With 80 year old star Harrison Ford saying Indiana is old and it shows And I think that's
0: fantastic To have an older person in an action movie To see him try to be the same person that he used to be
2: But he's not Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny also stars Phoebe Waller-Bridge, and it's the only Indiana Jones film not directed by Steven Spielberg. It's in theaters now. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. I mean, there was literally a movie called The Last Crusade, and then they went and made (laughs) two more. So I don't know if I believe it's the last one, but it's in theaters. Depends
1: on how long Harrison Ford is acting.
2: Yeah, I guess they used some CGI for a scene at the beginning of this movie to de-age. Him, okay. it's like a throwback scene, yeah. so they used like computers to make him look like he, you know, is 30 years, 40, 50 years younger, or something like yeah. that. Okay, I didn't I mean, get with, great with AI. I
1: can see that happened Oh,
2: really? <laughs> it, it, it said it. Uh, it didn't exactly look totally. The first few to were
1: good. I have to say. Oh yeah, the original trilogy, yeah.
2: great. And then I remember being excited for a new Indiana Jones when the last one came out, stunk. Um, So I'm not rushing to see this Indiana Jones, but I will watch an old Indiana Jones movie probably before the end of the year.
1: They're just good.
2: (laughs) It's a great movie. I I saw somebody in a review refer to Harrison Ford as the greatest American action hero. Ooh, What do you think about that?
1: Um, He's up there. Is he the greatest? I don't know.
2: I Now, I think they're discounting because Arnold Schwarzenegger, oh. you know, has the accent. They're not counting him as American. I mean, he built his whole life here in the USA. Right.
1: I mean, and I think I would action, put him as
2: number one. But Think, think
1: of the action he's been in.
2: I don't, like, Sylvester Stallone, is he still because yeah. you think of him with action? Right.
1: I mean, Harrison Ford is up there. I just don't know if he would be number one.
2: He's my favorite. I don't know if he's the best. Yeah. Like, or, you know, the guy. Uh, but there's something something to think about this morning.
1: The exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast calls for hazy skies, turning quite humid today with a few spotty showers and thunderstorms developing, locally heavy downpours. Highs will be in the low to mid 80s. Partly cloudy tonight, a few stray showers, warm and muggy overnight lows in the mid 60s. Partly sunny early tomorrow with hit or miss showers and thunderstorms developing, especially for the afternoon and evening. Warm and humid with highs in the low 80s. On and off showers and thunderstorms storms for Sunday. Plenty of dry time mixed in. Staying humid. Highs will be in the upper 70s. More thunder shower chances in line for Monday. It'll be muggy with highs close to 80. And becoming partly sunny for the 4th of July on Tuesday. Warm and humid. Highs will be in the mid-80s. With the exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Mary Beth Roble. Buffalo Mayor Byron Brown is with us this morning live on WBEN. Mayor, thank you for the time. There are a few things we want to get to. And I want to start with Bray Miller Market downtown, uh, they had requested a forgivable loan of over $500,000 from the city. The council denied it on Tuesday, and you were on our station just a couple of days ago asking the council to reconsider. Is there an update on this?
3: Respect the work of the council. It's my job to provide more information to the council on why Bray Miller Market is so important to downtown Buffalo and so important to the city of Buffalo in general. I am going to reintroduce the request for a forgivable loan for Bray Miller Market. Uh, more than 40 uh, people work there, uh, most of them city residents. Uh, during the pandemic, many businesses. Uh, were able to receive financial assistance uh, from the city, businesses that were struggling during the pandemic. Bray Miller, when it opened, was not able to get any assistance, and this business was particularly hard hit by the pandemic. Their business plan uh, was based on over 60,000 people commuting to downtown for work since the pandemic, more than 20,000 of those people are working remotely, not coming uh, downtown for work. That's had an impact. So Miller has had to adjust its business plan. Uh, it has had to come up with a new marketing plan. Uh, the health of downtown is important to the entire city, the entire region. The downtown tax base uh, provides... Revenue and resources that go to provide city services for communities all across the city of Buffalo.
2: How is, uh, if this loan is approved, how will Bray Miller change their business plan? How do they need to change to be successful? Because I think a lot of people hear about this loan request and say, hang on a second, a grocery store, a supermarket should be the one business that shouldn't have struggled. During the pandemic for long stretches, they were the only ones allowed to be open.
3: Well, during the pandemic, there were actually uh, less people uh, coming to downtown Buffalo. Uh, That really hurt uh, Bray Miller market profoundly Uh, since the pandemic has ended. uh, There are less people coming to downtown Buffalo to work in person Uh, than there were before, that's having an effect. So what Bray Miller is going to have to do uh, is market uh, to the downtown residential um, uh, base uh, more aggressively, uh, market to the Lower East Side more aggressively and the Lower West Side more aggressively. Uh, We know that Bray Miller serves many low to moderate income residents that rely on them. Uh, for uh, fresh foods. Uh, We have talked uh, about food deserts and food insecurity and uh, um, not having access to food uh, in all areas of the city comfortably. Uh, Bray Miller is important in providing food access. In fact, a little over one-third of their employees Uh, use federal financial benefits to buy their groceries from uh, Braymiller. So programs like WIC and and SNAP. Um, So we know that low-income residents rely on Braymiller. It is critically important uh, to keep that important food resource open uh, for the public.
1: Mayor, has Braymiller told you that they cannot continue at that location downtown without this?
3: Absolutely. With, without this uh, forgivable loan, uh, Bray Miller will fail. Uh, we will have an empty building in downtown Buffalo. Uh, we will have over 40 people out of work, most of them uh, city residents. And the uh, food resources, the availability of food that they provide for the growing downtown residential um, community, Uh, The lower west side community and the lower east side community will be gone. Uh, It will hurt uh, downtown development in general, our ability to attract more people to live in downtown and invest in downtown. Uh, And this is not a situation of, okay, we're going to give this money to Bray Miller and we're not going to help other small businesses. We have to do both. The city will continue to help other small businesses, uh, but we believe that we must help this business as well uh, because this business is important uh, to the downtown growth and and development and downtown is important uh, to uh, the entire city of Buffalo and the entire region.
2: Uh, we're speaking with Buffalo Mayor Byron Brown on WBEN. It was a long process to uh, get a supermarket operator to move in to that location uh, downtown. And we're saying now that without this forgivable loan, they won't be able to survive in that location. I, is what we're really saying here that for a supermarket to work in downtown Buffalo, they need to be supported by the government in some way?
3: no we're not we're not saying that what what we are saying is that, if not for the pandemic, Bray Miller would not be seeking any assistance um, and during the pandemic, um, uh, businesses of all types uh, in every part of the city, the region, and the nation uh, needed pandemic financial assistance. And many businesses in the city of Buffalo, in Erie County, uh, western New York, across the state, across the nation, got financial assistance because they were hurt during the pandemic. Bray Miller, when it opened, uh, was not able to get any pandemic financial assistance from the federal government, the state government, or the city government. And so we are simply trying to assist a business in staying afloat that was damaged badly by the pandemic.
1: All right, a one-time loan, forgivable loan. Mayor, thank you for joining us this morning. We appreciate it.
3: Good to be with you, Susan and Brian.
1: Buffalo Mayor Byron Brown.
3: That's the
0: WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday
3: morning. Produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.